Wrapping up a busy week in Sunsland with Aaron Edwards, our weekly check-in. We'll talk All-Star, we'll talk John Morant, we'll talk Jazz games. We'll see what we get into coming up right away for you on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a contributor at suns.com, as well as Dime Magazine, and a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past five seasons. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day. We're closing out, as I said, a pretty busy week, a little bit uh, uneventful when it all was said and done with Utah, but all caps NBA writer. Aaron Edwards is joining us. Uh, Aaron, how are you? You're coming to us from LA, and yeah. <laughs> I want to see how I want to hear how the travel went. And I have to question your. I have to question one thing before we get started, which is that you fly to LA. Yeah, it's just like easier just doing that and renting a car and wow. picking it up next to the airport. It's just like so much easier. And I didn't realize the amount of luxury <laughs> that I was co-hosting the show with once a week. I, I have flown to L.A. I think one time in my life, but I drive. It's it's. I like getting here early and my flight's always at 6 a.m. So it's just easier to make the trip that way. And then just you, getting my car and I'm all settled in by 8. Like I like my trips to start early. That's fair. No, I think... You can find such a cheap flight at this point. It makes it yeah. worth it, too. I knew this girl who she had family in Long Beach and she would rent a car to drive because she didn't want to put the mileage on her own vehicle. Yeah, I'm so not that fancy. <laughs> that's that was the great. And she was not like rolling in money. Like I worked with her at Starbucks. Like we were both making like you know, hourly wages. That was not yeah. that point in my life where I knew people who would have been having a ton of money like that. And yeah, she was like, no, I'm not going to, I have like a, a recently purchased car. I'm not going to put like, you know, th- a thousand miles on it going back and forth a couple times a month. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, you do you, but uh, let's, let's, let's hit what just happened here in, uh, it didn't end up being really the world of the Suns because they were not involved. But just before we hit record here, the all-star starters have been unveiled. We didn't. We don't need to hit on it too much more. We've talked about Book and Chris and, and whether or not they were going to get it on the starting lineup. We both said they'll probably get there as reserves. Yeah. But the thing that I thought about watching the results come in, and I don't think we've touched on it a lot. We've talked about this player before, but why is John Morant so much more popular than Devin Booker? Why? How has that already happened? He just leapfrogged Devin Booker, and he's just getting these these votes like he's playing in New York. He's playing in freaking Memphis. How did he just do this? <laughs> it's the shiny new thing kind of thing, and he's still super young, and he does really cool stuff every once in a while. So I just think, like, the fact that, like, I told you, like, just because they're new, people are just going to hype them up. Like, they're the us from last year, but not that good. And I just think, like, people love point guards more. And when Book was scoring all those points and going off on bad to average teams, like, we were historically bad. And I think Waja is still probably going to make the playoffs this year. So I just think, like, the fact that he's winning a lot more. And, I mean, the numbers may not be as good. I mean, Booker was putting up crazy numbers, and we were probably winning our – 
fourth, fifth game of the year in like February. When they showed but, that that number against Utah the other night on ESPN, and it was like Devin Booker scored fifty nine points in this building, and I'm like, yeah, and every Suns fan remembers that as the Jimmer for Deck game where he would not. Yeah give Booker the ball and actually prevented him from getting 60. So those are our memories of book, like breaking out or just like yeah. nightmares more like, yeah. Like it's not like book going off was never like ESPN highlights. It was just, Oh, book went off today. Like, Oh, son's lost my 30 kind of thing. And I just think that's why like jaw started winning a little bit earlier. His team was younger and better. Like book never had a team this good when he was this young. So I just think that's part of it. I think that, I mean, so setting aside the John Morant thing, because I feel, I feel like we end up talking about him every week for some reason. I don't yeah. know. Uh, does it, like, why do you think Booker has not eclipsed that level? Because I, I've seen a lot of chatter about that recently from the perspective of the Suns, and it seems like every time I get asked to do an interview on, like, one of our network's national shows or whatever, it's like, why is everybody underestimating the Suns? Which... Is a funny question for me to answer because I talk about them once a day. I don't underestimate them, but that seems to still be the narrative. And like, I don't under, is it Phoenix? Is it his style? Like he is an old fashioned type of player on the court. Like the guy should make every, you know, Gen X basketball fan in absolute heaven. He dates one of the most famous people on the planet he has like the coolest style and like the most unique whatever you want. I don't even put a name on whatever it is, how he dresses, how he handles himself, <laughs> the cars, all of it. Yeah. And yet like he can't even ecl- like all-star votes are just like one stand in for it. But whatever way you want to classify it, like this dude should be that. Why is he not? I don't understand it. I think CP3 said it last year. It was like Booker's like a 50-year-old in a 20-year-old's body. And I just think like the way he carries himself was always so mature that he like never seemed young like the whole time he was here. <laughs> like he was never like just in the scene in Phoenix and just being like this young, like acting exciting player. He always just seemed like an old man just hooping. <laughs> and he would just never really wanted the spotlight the way some other people wanted it. And like it's not even being a homer thing. He just doesn't seem like he no. wanted to be that person. <laughs> He just wanted to hoop and win games. And now that he finally is, I think he said yesterday, he was like, I don't really care about all-star votes anymore. Like, I want to do something bigger. And I believe him. Like, he just never really seemed like he cared about stuff like that. He, I think you're right, though. You hit on something that I think affected it, which is that he took a lot of those lumps, like, when no one was paying attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's fighting Gorgie Jang, and he's, like, scoring 60 and, and whatever when people weren't watching. So some of those moments that we all like kind of know, like, I mean, I don't know, Trey Young kind of doing his first playoff thing, right? It's like yeah. he has the ups and downs. He's he's in it with Atlanta. Are they going to, oh, wow, they made the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, Book did all that on a losing team. Then by the time that Chris got here, he's been telling him, Book's been telling us since the day that they traded for Chris, it's like, yeah, we're just here to win at this point. Like, I did all the yeah. other stuff. You know what I mean? And like... I think that that was a big part of it. And, and Phoenix is like a decent market, but it's not huge. So yeah. I guess that I guess that explains it. And he probably just doesn't want that stuff. But how do you say you don't want that stuff and then you date a Kardashian family member? That, I mean. But like, he's not like front and center with her either. Like they're, true. they have She's the, the most, most low real, key of them too. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, yeah they have like the most low key relationship out of everybody, and I just think like if it was like a whole TV show and spotlight kind of thing, they would have never made it. <laughs> I think like Book just always wanted to just like have like a low key thing, and the fact that she was able to do it is even crazier, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, the idea that they can be low key is is what's crazy. There was like, like he's some from stuff- Michigan. Like Michigan people are pretty low key, <laughs> and yeah, and it just seems like he just likes to keep it pretty chill. Yeah, it's cool though because it's like then the moments come up where like we get he's on that NBA NBA Street NBA Lane whatever that commercial was before the season promoing the start of the year or whatever I think it might have been for Christmas with the Kobe mural and all that yeah he has little moments like that and it's like Suns fans kind of just get that like nod from the league they're like we know like you know yeah. the people <laughs> who really watch like the creatives the marketing people whoever it is like they realize there's something cool there the Suns obviously know like we kind of have it here and we get to keep it to ourselves, which is cool in its own way. But I do think on days like this, Suns fans are probably sitting at home like, what the hell do we have to do to just get some like acclaim in this city? But I mean, yeah. a championship will do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Let's uh, let's pivot to Utah. Let's talk about some observations from that double header. I don't know how much there will be. And then uh, we'll talk about Eric Gordon. He is seemingly all that Suns Twitter wants to talk about right now, including actually Rockets Twitter, and I was attacked. So we'll talk about what happened there. First, though, Bet Online, wishing you a happy new betting year here in 2022 as we continue our march through the football playoffs and into the NBA stretch run. Bet Online remains the number one spot to place a bet on any sport in the new year. They also are celebrating that new year with an updated desktop and mobile app. So head to betonline.ag or download their app. Make an account, and when you do, use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account. That's promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. From football and basketball, even to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in the new year at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, these games, Aaron, uh, did not give us a lot to talk about in terms of pure basketball. They did not end up having a lot to do with whatever we might see in a playoff series between the Suns and the Jazz. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell missed both games. A lot of the guys around them missed the first game, but played in the second game that was in Salt Lake City. What did you What did you come away from those games thinking? Did they change anything about how you feel about this matchup or this Suns team at all? No, I feel like we just beat them the same way we usually do. Like, it just seemed, like, pretty handily, and we kind of always got what we wanted. If we made the shots, I really just thought it would have stayed a blowout. (laughs) But I just think, like, we've always kind of just gotten what we wanted against them. And their best player, well, second best player, however you want to put it, didn't play Donovan Mitchell. But I just think, like, even he's just a liability on defense. And I think Jordan Clarkson was just out there really trying. Like, he was – trying yesterday yeah and i just think like donovan mitchell he's just he's gotten somewhat of good games against us but i just don't think they match up well and without ayton and they don't even i don't think they even played the new ayton yet like since the playoffs like he's just a completely different person and all of the stuff that were knocks against him he's kind of fixed and i just think like since the, we last played Utah full strength against their full strength, I just don't think they've seen the eight in that we have now. 
Yeah, it was kind of like he was starting to get there at the tail end of last season. They played the Jazz, I think, twice in the last few weeks of, of the regular season last year. And he was kind of like building into that guy. I think he was getting ready, you know, mentally for the playoffs and started to turn up that intensity. I'm sure people remember they played the Clippers around that same time, too. And, and Aiton looked really good in all those games. But yeah, they haven't played this year. And, and these two games didn't really teach us a whole lot, I think. They play one more time toward the very end of the year, so I guess you know maybe there's a hope that that will look a little bit more like what the Suns and Jazz both actually want to be in the playoffs, just to have something on film. But I think you're right; like those those games have never really been that scary for Suns fans, and I think that they've won five straight against Utah. Basically, since they traded for Chris Paul, they have not lost to Utah. Yeah, we had the know. overtime. I think that we lose yes. that one. I can't remember, but that was like the only one, and even that was an overtime game, and it could have swung either way. So yeah, you know, you're completely right. That, that I think that was the first one. I think they played each other three times each year, so that was the first Utah game last season that they did lose. But um, the main thing, I think, a couple things to get to. One is a little bigger picture than than just these Jazz games, and we can hit that in a second. But I don't think enough was made about the fact that. These games were very hyped going into it, and yes, like Utah's losing some ground. Maybe the second seed's just not something that that they're really like setting their sights on at this point. <laughs> but it's pretty incredible to just bench your whole entire team basically against a Western Conference rival in a game that like very was very much like circled on the calendar heading into it. Like this game is a clash the two top teams in the West besides the Warriors. Let's see what happens. Blah blah blah, and the, and the Warriors are like or the Jazz basically just said no thank you like I don't I don't know we talk about how corny they are this is another team we talk about a lot for some reason but my goodness like they really just did that yeah I think they kind of just conceded like they were short strength and they still put up a fight but I just think they tried to do their best to like concede the W or concede the L and they still put up a decent fight but the second game it just didn't it seemed like the Suns took it more serious than the first one I think they even went out they're like none of their dudes are playing like we don't really have to play that hard. And I just think that's why they were in that position in the first game. This game, I really like it seemed like they really tried to get them out of the way early, but I think once Booker sat down in the second quarter for a very long time, yeah. uh, the lead kind of just went away. So I just like I just don't think like just matchup wise, I just don't see them as an issue. And yeah, they're very corny and their fans and their reporters on Twitter were they hate book for some reason, and it's hilarious because, like, I know we like our guy and they like theirs, but I just don't think it's even an argument at this point. And it seems like they're finally starting to get it. So they put up one last ditch effort fight this week with the whole competition, but they're finally going to have to admit what we've been saying for like the last two, three years. It's, uh, I actually was one of the last guys to come around on it, to be honest with you, because. <laughs> I think it's actually similar to what we're talking about with Ja, where when guys get the opportunity to prove it to you on a bigger stage early, I like I think I do this. I'm sure a lot of people do this where you just puff them up because you've seen it. And it's like, yeah, OK, I, I mean, I just saw this guy do it in the playoffs. I haven't seen this guy do it. So what am I supposed to do with that? And I mean, it was funny, I actually ended up that that was against Chris Paul, those first that first jazz playoff team where they went toe to toe. I think it was in the first round with the Rockets back when Chris was still there and, and Donovan played really, really good as a scorer. Like I, I, for a long time, didn't want to necessarily like take that away from him. But now that we've (laughs) seen book in those spots, he scored 40 points in the NBA finals. He scored God knows how many in the first 
few rounds as well. He had the you know knockout game against the Lakers. He had game one against the uh, the Clippers with the triple double. Like he he padded his entire playoff resume quicker than Donovan has done getting like three times as many opportunities to do it. So yeah. I I just I don't get it anymore at this point and. I don't know. I, I just think this team does everything they possibly can to make people uh, make fun of them. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> just like pick it up. I don't know. I, I, I just come away from these and I'm like, I want to take them seriously. I want to like make that rivalry a thing because that's fun. But I don't know. I, I can't get I can't get there. And just Utah in general, like they were they got just beat by Jordan too so when we were kids it was easy yeah. to make fun of them well, so it's look, always John easy uh, to make fun of them yeah like, what's going on right there I I don't exactly know he's talking about athletes who have passed away from the vaccine which is just something that hasn't happened just yeah. straight up straight up hasn't happened so that was a very fun segment on all caps this week and I just I just don't they just make it so easy that we'll keep doing it till the end of time if they yeah. want us to. I honestly hope I think I I think I said that I hope that they play because it'll just be it'll just be memes and fun and and uh Sons and Four will be back in full force. We'll just yeah. be bringing that hashtag back. Everybody will pull their shirts back out and uh we don't yeah, we can skip over the Carl Malone stuff, but there's just like so much. There is so much You there. can skip over the Carl Malone stuff. I'm never skipping over the Carl Malone stuff. I'll skip over it on air. How about, how about yeah. I put it? I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, all right, let's hit this Eric Gordon thing because uh, people seem really fired up and seem really excited about getting Gordon. I I am as well. Like I, I want to start there, but we'll get into all of it, um, whether they should trade for him, what it would cost, how much of a difference he would actually make in depth here. First, though, it's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier – Make sure to include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes even better than a candy bar. And they are, uh, look, they, you might feel like they're just saying that, but they have actually done blind taste tests with people where they will put a blindfold over them, tell them, taste this, taste that. One of them will be the candy bar equivalent of whatever flavor. One of them will be a Built Bar. People genuinely like it. Uh, people genuinely like it more. And I can vouch for it as well. It is delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're actually easy to just chew. They really come out like a candy bar in your mouth too. It's not like protein bars can be chalky, bricky, whatever. People uh, hate them for that reason. Built Bar solved that problem as well. So this new year, as we head into 2022, go to all your secret treat stashes, home, pantry, office, car, whatever it might be. Throw all the sugary, calorie-filled treats away. Replace them with Built Bar so that when you're craving that snack, you can reach for that Built Bar instead and you don't have to worry. It's covered. It's packed with protein. Low on carbs, low on sugar, low on calories. It's exactly what you need. Power up in the afternoon, maybe before or after a workout. It's uh, it's delicious. I, I completely uh, would not be telling you about this every single day like I do if I did not love them. And they're part of my new year plan as well. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today was a slow day for me at work, and I logged on to Twitter.com, posted something about how I would not give up a first-round pick for Eric Gordon. Not only did Sun's Twitter come at me, ratio me into oblivion, but Rocket's <laughs> Twitter did so as well. Um, I, I don't have the the Twitter touch that that you do, Aaron, and it, it did not go well for me. So <laughs> where, where do you stand on this? Because I think 
as happens online when we try to talk about things, people took stuff a little bit out of uh, proportion and out of context. And I was not saying I don't think Eric Gordon would make this team better. The point is, do they have a better option? And what should they actually give up? And that's where I think it gets a little bit more interesting. Because of course, Eric Gordon's a great player. Like nobody would, it'd be stupid to say anything but yeah. that. My, my question is, we're a long way into the season now. Do you feel like he is a guy who would make enough of a difference that you're willing to say, yes, whatever it takes to get this guy, I'm going to do it? Um, I like was kind of impartial about it, but every single time I get stuck seeing Alfred Payton play a lot of minutes, <laughs> it makes me think that he would absolutely help this team with those minutes that Booker has to sit down. And Landry Shamit still hasn't been playing the way he should be. And I just think like Eric Gordon – but at the same time, like if we can give up just a little bit more and get Reggie Jackson, I think we should try to do something like the same. Like, I just think if we want to go that route, then we can go younger and a little more athletic if we're really going to go for it. So I just like think just an injury prone um, kind of thick dude that would help the team. I just think if we can go a little bit better and younger, then I'd rather do that instead. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's interesting. I didn't even think about that. The Clippers are are interesting in general because you've heard both both sides of it where there's stuff saying that they will be sellers and try to at least just like shuffle the deck a little bit if both of their stars aren't going to be coming back. But there's also obviously, you know, if, if they have any chance of being ready for the postseason, Kawhi and PG, then you don't you don't sell, obviously. So yeah. it's hard to tell, but Reggie would be awesome. I mean, he has really turned into a, a pretty nice kind of combo guard who who makes he just doesn't make the t- same type of mistakes and inefficiencies that he that he used to have in his game in Detroit and whatnot. So yeah, he'd be he'd be exciting to me. I think though to sample to give some people the benefit of the doubt and like I'm by no means married to my own opinion here because I, I started some Rockets people who actually were you know trying to talk to me about it because they really love Eric Gordon. I came to find that out. They are in love with the dude from his days in those Harden era years in the playoffs. They were like, no, he actually kind of could replace some of what campaign is doing. And cause my whole yeah. thing was like, if Gordon is not going to break into the actual, like you are in a game seven, Giannis is about to put 50 on you. Who are you playing moment again? <laughs> Can Gordon actually break into that? Like, is he going to be somebody who would actually see the floor for a significant amount of time in a game like that? And my thought was no, because he doesn't do stuff that they need to an extent that he would pass up Cam Johnson or campaign in a, in a rotation like that. But then you know, a lot of their guys were saying like, no, he really can kind of be a point guard. Like he could be out there with, with Booker or he could be out there with Chris and provide enough playmaking to actually make it worth it. So that that kind of, you know, interested me because that sounds a little bit like what Reggie would do. Um, yeah. But I just that's the other thing I come back to is like he's 33. He might look really great in Houston right now. And he's you know, people are trying to tell me he had he's having like a career best season. And it's like it's really hard to imagine the translation from what he's doing on an awful team to being right back into the playoffs. Like it's just been a while since we've seen that. And that's just hard for me to put like my full support and give up a bunch of stuff to go get a guy like that just because we don't know yeah i mean like it would just be the perfect time to do it our first rounders are not going to be yeah. great for the next couple of years so i just think if you have to give up one now now's the time to do it instead of like next year or like the year after so i just think like that would just be capitalized that would be good 
But I just think he's like a good stop the bleeding player. Like we have long stints where we don't get to the line. That happened in the playoffs too. And I just think like long stints where we don't score sometimes and we go kind of cold. And campaign kind of doesn't help. Like the campaign Landry Shamit lineup doesn't really help that sometimes. And I just think a dude that has a big body that can get to the line and who's a pretty good three-point shooter will help in the playoffs when we've gone pretty cold and Booker needs a rest. I agree. I mean, that's that's obviously like the number one thing. And and I told like the one the argument that that I was hearing that made the most sense from Suns fans is you can't trust Shamit at all right now. I don't know if yeah. it's COVID. I don't know what it is. He doesn't seem to be super comfortable. That has been a thing that's happened with him everywhere. So unfortunately, it might just be the reality. And then pain like he's not playing the way that he played in the playoffs last year right now yeah. whatsoever. So it's kind of just like do you just have the confidence that he can return to form or do you think you got to go improve on that spot or at least have another option? But you brought up something interesting too that I was hearing from people in my mentions too, which was the injury thing. Like how much is it worth it to go get somebody just because you worry that Chris might get hurt again or that book maybe, maybe like game three of the finals, if you have Eric Gordon, you don't play book Monty has said we shouldn't have played book in that game. Maybe if you have a guy like Gordon, you don't do that. You don't have to do that anymore, and you're a little bit more insulated from injuries. I don't know if that's worth it, though. That's another thing where I'm like, is that worth a first-round pick? Is that worth a you know a player? I don't know. Yeah, I think if they really believe that they can take those one or two away games in the finals with Eric Gordon, like he could help in just like a clutch moment. Because that was pretty much we've had we had two of those games. And I just think we just once our best players had to sit and uh Drew Holiday was just killing book. <laughs> like you just need another body to and he was exhausted from having to play defense. Like he was playing both ends. And I just think when after seeing something like that, if you can just get a bigger body out there and hopefully like the injury stuff does hold up. Bonnie's always been pretty good with the minutes thing. And I just think, like, if you can just give Book, like, those little breaks, especially from the grind of NCB3, like, especially him. He missed, what, like, four games during uh, that entire playoff run? Yeah. And I just think – and he probably should have missed more because he couldn't use his hand. Exactly. He couldn't use his arm. And I just think, like, with just a player like him, I just think even if it's not Eric Gordon, we do need a secondary scorer and facilitator that's, like – that could just help out when because Chris Paul's 37, 36. I just think we do need like a younger, young ish facilitator and scorer off the bench just to give those guys a breather because they they showed that it was like a grind of a playoff. Yeah, it, it definitely I mean, it was and and if you think about how different things would look if if you don't get the version of pain that you got. Yeah. Like, I mean, in, in the Clippers series, he was huge. When, when when Paul had to go out and, and I mean, he wasn't great in the finals. Like, we already kind of saw what it looks like yeah. when Payne is not himself, <laughs> and they lost that series. So I think that argument definitely, you know, makes sense to me. And, like, at the end of the day, like, if he really – if Gordon really is a dude who can come in and be a playmaker, more of like a point guard, combo guard type of guy rather than just sort of a shooter and driver and, and you know, a maybe on defense, then – I think I feel better about that. So if the Rockets people who were telling me that are right, then like I might be all in for it. I get it. And like at the end of the day, if that's the best option available to you, 
then yeah, trade a first round pick. My thing is not about keeping the picks. My thing is just make the best deal that's out there. And I don't know if it's Gordon, but maybe it is. I don't think like Jackson would be better. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if there's going to be a player who becomes available who's better. So, you know, I think, I think that's kind of where I come down and it'll be interesting to see the next few days, but I have a question for you before we close out here. We're not going to do a full, uh, a full Twitter deep dive. We don't have enough time for that at this point, but <laughs> you, uh, you, you came upon a, a certain amount of fame this weekend or, or this past week since we last talked, you were on Instagram being aggregated oh, or, yeah. or whatever you were like, <laughs> I'm looking now 67,000 likes, 8,000 retweets. My girlfriend doesn't understand that. I don't want a Euro step and slap the door frame. I have to, I just want to hear, I mean, I complete as a person who I am pretty sure is significantly shorter than you. I I don't necessarily uh, feel the the tapping of the door, but what I do want to understand better is what it's like to become famous. How does it feel? You're already you're flying to L.A. You're celebrating in style already. How how does it all feel? <laughs> Going viral is a nightmare. First of all, on your phone, yes. and um, yeah. So the whole thing it's. It's happened before, but like it's really just a mess the entire time. Especially like you go to sleep and you can kind of tell like when somebody that's pretty big, that's kind of like a friend of a friend, retweets it, and then it's just right away. This is gonna be a mess. (laughs) And I kind of like just woke up and I was like, all right, I didn't know this was gonna be it. How long do you wait before you turn off notifications on the? On I the turned it off that morning. Okay. You didn't just like <laughs> yeah, bask in it to, for a little while. Yeah, because like I work out in the morning and like it's hard. Like my phone starts dying and it's hard to get through music and it's just like a whole thing. And I I know just to get that part out of the way immediately, so I just mute it and I'll check every once in a while. It really is, it, it like slows like. your phone down. Like yeah, the, the <laughs> stuff that's not even on the Twitter app will go slow. Yeah, I don't even get yeah, all how that all happens. <laughs> yeah, so I try to mute everything immediately. <laughs> I like how you casually dropped in the it's happened before part two. I, I, I like that. It's it's regular for you. I understand. When <laughs> I think like once a year. I'll, I'll leave it. Hopefully it's once every other year. I try to just be completely ridiculous towards people don't want their work to see their stuff or my stuff anymore. So it doesn't happen that often. I, uh, it, no, but what's funny is we got verified as a network. Like they went, cause we got bought out by a bigger company. So they have the, the resources to go out and do that type of thing. So we all, all the hosts who had been there for a certain amount of time, we all got verified like sometime last year. And it's weird how, when you get verified, I think there's something where Twitter selects those accounts to like mine through when they're doing a moment or one of those like cert, like yeah. when something's trending and the tweets that they choose to put in there. And so if I tweet about something like obviously when the Suns were in the finals or like some news things happens in sports, I can tell because people who don't even have any con- like they're not finding it from a connection. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a retweet. And then they f- like people who don't even care, like some other country and they'll it'll they'll just retweet it like five minutes after I post it. And I'm like, OK, something is definitely going on. And it's 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 just since I've been verified. So I can kind of 
I can kind of connect with you. That's that's what it's like yeah. for us down here. But you up there, it's a little different. You got to turn yeah. it off. I understand. You're, uh, <laughs> it's getting in the way of your workout. I I, I get it. But uh, no, it was funny. I was like, you started you started sharing it on your Instagram story and stuff. I'm like, damn, I've never been at that level where it's switching social media platforms. Yeah, it. I think like sometimes it goes to Reddit, and that's when like some okay. people will send it to me, and they'll be like, hey, have you seen this? And so I'll know it's big when random people are like from high school or like, yo, have you seen this? I'm like, we haven't talked since like 2008. What is this? Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Uh, we might, we might dip back into the actual uh, defend your tweets segment next week. We'll see what happens. We'll actually be really close to the deadline by then. So who knows? We, yeah. might, get a, we might get a trade, but uh, that'll do it for the week guys. You can check his workout at all caps NBA on the take line YouTube channel with Jason Concepcion. Great, great work. They talked about John Stockton. So if you want to laugh, laugh at the jazz, even more than head over there. Uh, I'll be back with you guys on Monday recapping a couple of games, Minnesota and San Antonio coming to Phoenix over the weekend. So stay tuned and enjoy your weekend.